0: everyone. My name is Mike Dice. I was able to grab a quick phone call with former UFC lightweight champion, former WEC lightweight champion, currently striving to become the Bellator lightweight champion, Benson Henderson. Benson Henderson fights Patricky Pitbull on September 23rd, Bellator 183. How are you? Hey, what's
1: up, Mike? How's it going, buddy?
0: Good. Thanks for uh, taking the time out to talk to us.
1: Oh, of course, man. yeah.
0: Uh, it's been a while since fans have seen you in the cage. What have you been up to in the in-between fights? Uh,
1: getting this knee right, man. Uh, rehab, doing all the proper has been freaking forever, so I had to do all the... been forever, so I had to do all the proper uh, rehab, doing this, doing that, all the tedious stuff that comes along with uh, proper uh, knee rehab. So i doing that, and um was able to have a... Uh, Jiu-Jitsu super match uh, a couple months ago to really test me. I didn't want my first time in live competition, you know, uh, big lights, bright lights, uh, cameras out there. I didn't want my first time back out to be, you know, inside the cage. So I took a, a super match uh, in Jiu-Jitsu and was able to go out there and really test the knee, make sure it was, you know, out of the not even in the back of my head, but completely out of my head, and uh, see how it responds. And the knee responded great. The knee never once thought about it during the during the match. Uh, so I was really happy about that, too. So back to 100%? Yep, I'd say uh, back to 100%. You know, they say, you know, knees, ACLs, they feel 100%. They're really good. They're really strong for up to a year. But they're not really at, at, truly at 100% a year, even two years later, where all the surrounding knee in smaller tiny muscles and the ligaments are, you know, back to a full hundred percent strength and whatnot. But for the most part, yeah, hundred percent ready to get to go.
0: And, uh, you're not really, um, accustomed to this kind of inactivity or injuries like this, keeping you sidelined for a long time. Uh, was it difficult to, to come back?
1: man. It is. For me, it's been super hard. It's one of the hardest things for me to do is sit around and, and to not train the way I want to train. I've, uh, had one broken bone one torn ligament my entire life not just career my entire life I've never had a broken bone before you know I had a broken bone At the same time I had my uh you know ECL uh, tear I've never had to deal with that so it was definitely different definitely different having a surgery and not being able to train you know not be able to do things the way I want to doing like the smaller tedious knee rehab stuff like it's not quite responding the way it's supposed to, I was not used to that at all. So it was completely different for me, but I'm uh, old enough now, (laughs) smart enough to make sure I do the small, tedious things uh, the the right way, take my time, do everything the way it's supposed to be done. So when I do come back, I'm at 100%, I was able to do that.
0: Now, you're coming back, you're fighting one of the other Pitbull brothers. How do you think the two of them compare stylistically?
1: Uh I think stylistically they're both pretty similar. They both like uh, the same, you know, combinations. They both like the same counters to certain, certain, you know, uh, so they like to counter certain things with the, with the same uh, combinations. So I think they're both stylistically pretty similar. I'd say one's probably a little bit faster, a little bit quicker. Uh, the little one is uh, probably a little bit faster, a little bit quicker. Uh, the, the bigger one has a little bit more power in his hands, a little bit more flat footed doesn't move around quite as much, you know uh, But I think Nostalgia-wise, the they're, they're, they're pretty similar though.
0: So going into this fight Do you kind of feel like you have an advantage That you normally wouldn't have against a first-time opponent Like you fought him before because you fought the brother?
1: I never thought about that I guess you could say that any Anytime you fight somebody a second time Like a rematch or so You know each other that much more He knows you, and you know him but this time fighting the brother, he doesn't know me. Like not that personal experience having shared cage time. But I got pretty much as close as you can get to fighting somebody, his you know, little brother who they fight almost exactly similar to. So I, I would say that would be, yeah, that, that'd be an advantage for me, I'd say.
0: Now, the Pibble brothers are known to be a little contentious at times, some trash talk. Are you expecting a lot of that, especially given kind of how the first fight went down?
1: Oh, no, not at all. I think the, the Pitbull brothers are, they're, they're a man's man. They're, they're fighters, fighters. They're, um, you know, they call it like they see it. They don't like you. They'll let you know. They'll tell you. But I got mad respect for the Pitbull brothers. They, they got respect for me. You know, after my fight with, uh, the, the little, bro- the little Pitbull, and there was no bad blood at all. I said, you know, good luck. All the best to you. I hope you heal, heal up pretty, pretty fast, man. Sorry. It was such a, a weird thing to happen and whatnot. His brother came up. He shook my hand. I shook his brother's hand. I got nothing but, but respect for the people. I, I like a man's man. I, I like a fighter's fighter Not the loudmouth, annoying, stupid butts who you know are able to talk their way into fighting the best boxer ever, you, know, you, you, you guys in the UFC who are able to lose one fight and then talk their way into a title fight the next fight. Like what? Like the loudmouths annoy the snot out of me. They they annoy me so much it's uh i'm not a fan of the loudmouth at all uh i I don't like that if if you're a loudmouth and you have a problem with me saying i like loudmouth come see me no problem um but i'm just not a fan of that i don't like that i like i like a man's man like the fighters fighters the pitbull brothers the diaz brothers you know they not be exactly like me we're not exactly similar but i got respect for them they got respect for me anytime i see the diaz brothers you know Say what's up. And they go their way. I go my way. But there's no bad blood at all. I see the Pitbull brothers around, you know, Bellator events. Like there's no bad blood. They say what's up to me. I say what's up to them. And you know, it's all good. And you know, they go their way. I go my way. But for actual fighter fighters, a you know, man, man, like, I got respect for those guys. I, I don't like the loudmouth. So I don't like the guys who, you know, talk the way in the fights and just do this and wear fake feather, fake fur coats and all that stuff. Like, get out of here with that.
0: I think uh, that might come as a surprising thing for you to, to hear, fan, for fans to hear that you would side with like a Diaz brother, um, because I don't think when people see the, think of the Diaz brothers and think of you, that you seem like your personalities match up.
1: I agree. I, I think that's the exact thing, though, like because our our personalities, you're right, our personalities don't match up, we're not similar personality-wise, but there's a mutual respect you know, among you know actual fighters you know true fighters not guys who are loudmouths who talk their way into fights and just say this and say that Rick, I respect the guys who make their money do what you got to do to make your money you want to dance around and look like a fool like be a little dancing bear and make money that way cool go ahead no problem do that you know be be you go get your money go be a little dancing bear no, no problem uh but for Guys like the Diaz brothers, uh, the Pitbull brothers, I never had a problem with any of those guys. All, all everybody who, I, who I've ever fought with, no one's ever had a problem with me. I've never had any problem with. Ask anybody who's ever fought me, anybody, they you know not ever had a problem with. Me. I, I dare you to find someone who says, "Oh no, I don't like that Henderson guy who has faced me." You know, uh, for any you know reason of me being a butthead or a tough guy or a loud mouth or this or that or blah blah whatever. But no, I, I got mad respect for um, actual you know fighter fighters. You know, for, for man, man, I, I got respect for those guys. And for the most part, they all got respect for me too. So, you know, no, no biggie
0: there. You definitely uh, are a well liked guy. I think it would be impossible to find somebody who doesn't <laughs> like you. Um, did you watch Brett Primus' title fight with Mike Chandler? And I was kind of wondering what your thoughts were if you did.
1: I did watch I I saw the the replay afterwards. I, I didn't watch it live, but I saw it afterwards. Um, I thought it was a great fight. I thought, I thought you know, uh, it was a good, fun affair. Primus went out there and he had a good game plan. He beat up, you know, uh, uh, Chandler's leg until he couldn't fight no more. That's smart. That's what you want to do. As a fighter, you want to beat up a person. You want to beat up a certain area on a person so badly they cannot continue. Uh, it was a g- great game plan by, by Premise, and that's exactly what he did. He targeted one area until Chandler couldn't fight anymore. It was a, a first round stoppage, right? So I think a, a first round stoppage, that's that's pretty telling. That's pretty, you know. That's a, that's a pretty, pretty good butt, butt- whooping there. I'd say. Uh, so I thought, you know, I thought Primus did a really good job.
0: You uh, lost your title fight. It was really, really narrow against Chandler. Do you see this fight a win, and then Primus is maybe the next opponent?
1: Um, I, I see. I know that I can control only what I can control. I can't control matchmakers. I can't control, you know, fans saying this or saying that or, you know, uh dictating this guy needs to fight this guy, blah blah. Almost it doesn't ma- doesn't even matter to me. What I can control is what I do inside that cage. I need to make sure that I go out there and go do my best, go have a impressive performance. I need to have a impressive win. I need a I need a stop pit bull. I need a I need a submission. I need a knockout, I need something, I need to go get him though. I'm fired up. I'm, I'm, I know I know this in my head. I know I need to have impressive, impressive performance that would dictate the Bellator matchmakers giving me the next title shot. Um, but ultimately, I, I can't control that, so I'm not worried about it. I'm only worried about what I can't control. Why would you ever worry about anything in life if you can't control it? If you can't control it, don't even worry about it. It doesn't matter. Worry about what you can't control. So I'm worried about... Uh, my cardio. I'm worried about my strength and conditioning. I'm worried about throwing my my the counters with the proper timing. I'm worried about you know setting my stuff up. That is what I'm worried about. That's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm concerned about. I think if I go out there and I have an impressive performance against Pitbull, I think if I fight, you know uh, Premise next and I go out there and go beat up Premise and get my hand raised and, and leave that cage with a, a belt around my waist, you know, first time ever somebody you know doing something special trying to do something great trying to do something that no one's ever done nothing's ever been done before and uh having you know three world titles from three different you know world organizations uh around my waist hanging on my wall
0: i'm i'm the same way i i really try to in my personal life focus on things that i control and things that i can't i guess uh, i'll wrap up with this question you know you were one of the first and Maybe the most notable UFC defector, and you're on a card with Roy Nelson and Lorenz Larkin. Uh, anytime a fighter makes the switch now from UFC to or from UFC to Bellator, your name kind of gets brought up. Uh, do you ever think about that and how that could be considered a part of your legacy and what you've done for the sport in terms of uh, fighter pay? Uh,
1: I try not to think about too much now. Again, like like you said, uh, same things like things I kind of can't control. Can't control. I can't control what people say or think or, or whatnot. Uh, and you know, being one of the one of the bigger names uh, to leave the UFC, you know, on, on a W on, on a two fight win streak, leaving the UFC, and uh, you know, all, all that kind of sort of stuff. But Musasi, uh, Nelson, Lorenz, Bader, uh, there's a ton of guys. Uh, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side people, you know, kind of forget like it's not it's not all uh, you know, super easy and this and that. Like it's all about hard work, about the hard work that you put in and uh, you know, myself I was able to, to work my butt off and, and earn me a you know, a good fat or contract and I, I gotta work my butt off even more to get my hand raised and to do something that no one's no one ever done before and that's how three, you know, different organizations the world title belts around my waist. Uh, but it is something that's in the back of my head. It's something I'm definitely aware of. I think it's kind of cool. I, I can definitely dig it. I think, you know, later on, like five years, a year later, 10 years later, when I'm retired and done fighting, I think then I'll be able to look, really look back at it and uh, truly appreciate it then. Can you Give me 10 years to, to reflect on it, look back on it. Get, look, ask me in 10 years the same question, and I'll be able to uh, give you a much well better worded uh, answer Then
0: 10 years from now, I'll book the interview now. Do
1: it.
0: Done. Do it. <laughs> thanks for taking the time out to talk to us. Best of luck to you in your fight.
1: Uh, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you.